Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, guys, it's been a hot minute (laughs) since I have um, put out a podcast for you guys, and I'm real sorry about that, but I'm back, and I'm going to call this season two. Season two of the Yogi Fuel Podcast is back and better than ever and ready to give you all that wisdom of yoga, Ayurveda, consciousness, health, all of the things that you tune in for on a regular basis. And I'm really excited for this. um, We're going to call it like the season two opener, opening podcast, which is a conversation that I had with my dear friend, Elise Mason, over in my five-day Ayurveda challenge. So at the beginning of the year, um, I ran a five-day Ayurveda challenge. It was awesome. We had almost 200 yogis from all over the world come and take part and learn how to you know, bring Ayurveda into their life in uh, the yogi fuel way. Uh, and if you still want to actually get in on that, you can totally do it um, at your own pace. You can totally sign up. I'll link that somewhere here in the show notes. But um, I brought my dear friend Elise in on day two of the challenge where we talked a little bit about um, habits around waking up early and going to bed early, um, because this is one of the, the sort of key habits of yogis. And my friend Elise is what I would call like an expert waker upper. <laughs> so Elise is a, an Ashtanga teacher over at the Ashtanga Yoga Center of Toronto. And so her job requires her to be at the studio at like 5 a.m., which is a crazy early time. 5 a.m. is like an early time for people to wake up in general, let alone actually be at work. So Elise for the last like three or four years has consistently woken up at like 3.45 or 4 a.m. to get herself to the studio for, you know, 5, 5.15 in the morning. So I would absolutely consider her an expert at waking up early. And so I really wanted to bring her on to the challenge to share with people how they can also start to design their life in a way that actually allows for them to wake up early consistently over a period of time. So if you are someone who wants to wake up early, who wants to rise early um, from an Ayurvedic perspective, Brahma Mahurta, or the they call it the auspicious time, which is early in the morning before the sun rises. If you're someone who wants to wake up early, you know, you know, maybe you've read that Robin Sharma book, the 5am club, and you want to start waking up early and you just like, you don't know what to do. You feel like, you know, your alarm goes off and you struggle. Um, then this episode is for you. It's filled with so much wisdom, also hilariousness because me and Elise are hilarious. Um, So listen to this podcast until the end, and you are going to get some nuggets, golden nuggets of wisdom out of it. And if you love Elise and I as much as we do, um, then you will be very happy and excited to know that me and Elise are going to make this more of a regular thing um, where we do podcasts together and we share about our experience with the practice, our experience with, you know, all of these different things of consciousness, um, me and Elise have, and we allude to it in the actual podcast, but we have these like really awesome conversations and we're just like, man, people need to hear this stuff guys. (laughs) So we're going to be doing a lot more of that over in the beyond the Asana Facebook group. We're going to be doing, um, some lives together. And then I'm obviously going to be putting them up as podcasts for you to listen to. So if you're not already in the beyond the Asana Facebook group, I will link to that here as well. And you can just hop on over there and you can get notified about when we are going to go live. Okay. I'm going to stop rambling because that's what I'm doing right now. But, um, I'm really excited for you to listen to this podcast episode. It was so much fun to record with Elise. And so without taking any more of your time, 
here is our conversation. So anyways, without further ado, we have Elise. We can all hear each other. It was excellent. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I was saying before, um, I wanted to bring Elise on to the day two of the challenge because I feel that she's really like mastered the art of doing the things to like wake up at a time that works for her in her life. She starts work at like 5 a.m. So she does the things to get to sleep at a time that allows her to get enough sleep to feel rested so that she can wake up at 4 or 3.30 or whatever time she wakes up at so that she can, you know, go through her day and really be in control. I think that's like a huge part of it as well because I think a lot, and she's super disciplined as well. This is like one of the things I admire the most about Elise is that she's definitely the kind of person who like, we all know, like even if you're Elise and you've been doing this for like, I don't know, years, it's not easy to wake up at 4 a.m. Like no one's like, oh yeah, like mm, just like easing out of bed at 4 a.m. It can be challenging. I think a lot of times it requires discipline. So really wanted her to come on and talk a little bit about like what that looks like, what her routine looks like, um, and some of the, like the tips and strategies that she has for getting to bed on time and like what she does maybe in the morning because tomorrow's thing is all about morning routine. So um, maybe before we sort of get into the questions, Elise can introduce herself and share a little bit about who she is and what she does. And yeah. Awesome. Well, first I want to make sure you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I'm a yoga teacher and I'm also a really dedicated yoga practitioner. So I practice and I teach six days a week. Um, it's really just a lifestyle for me. So it's not like a hobby or just a job. It's like, I basically base my whole life around yoga. Yes. I think that's actually a really interesting thing that you said is like, it's a lifestyle. It's not this like fleeting hobby, this like interesting thing that you want to do every now and then you've actually, it's like, yeah. it's a part of you. And it's just like a natural mm -hmm. extension of who you're being is that you wake up at 4am, you prioritize your practice and you prioritize the things in your life and you organize your life in a way that's going to make sure that that practice happens as opposed to okay, you know, like I'll just do these things. And maybe if practice happens, that's cool. You're like, no, this is the priority. And I'm going to organize my life in a way that's going to make yeah. sure that happen. So yeah, exactly. Like you said, like I wake up at 4am every day and uh, I go to work for 5.30 and I teach till 9.30 and I teach um, Ashtanga, my source style, which is like really physical. So it's a lot of hard work. And then I'll do my own practice from 9.30 to like okay and then I'm usually home by noon sometimes I teach in the afternoon but not every day and um if I don't teach in the afternoon then I'll probably nap I actually have a really hard time going to bed early if I nap but it's really hard not to because like musical um, bed by nine I have like a pretty strict bedtime even if I'm not tired I'm I'm in bed by nine or earlier mm -hmm. Okay. And something I was thinking was, uh, as I was sort of talking before, like in your past life, you were actually like a bartender slash waitress. Mm -hmm. So your life did not always look like this. Your life was probably a bit opposite to this. So maybe you could speak a little Definitely. bit to someone who is like, like, how did you transition from this old like way of being into this very radically different way of being? What did that look like? And maybe some of like the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been like waking up really early for probably like six years. Six years ago is when I really decided to commit myself to my practice, right? And, and living this like healthier lifestyle. And when I started, I wasn't teaching, right? I was still, like you said, like working in the restaurants. 
And so one thing I was a bartender for 10 years, like a really long time. And one thing I had to do was switch like my night shifts to my today shifts, you know? And so I would work, um, I would wake up at like 4am. I would go practice super early and then come home and work. And it was like a huge switch for me because I was used to going to bed at like 4am. And one of the biggest challenges I think at that time was really like letting go of old patterns and really setting my boundaries and, and starting to say no to things mm. that I didn't used to say no to. So I was like in my twenties, I was really, really social. And it was like a part of the culture to be like really social and go out, you know, when you're working in the restaurant industry anyway. And I started to become the person that would like go home early and, you know, say no to things and, and people get, kind of uncomfortable <laughs> with that at first, you know, they try to, to push you and, you know, I get it. They see you around, but at the same time, you're trying to change your life and do this thing that, you know, is, is better for you. But mm -hmm. there's a part of you that also doesn't want to let go. So mm -hmm. it's like, at first you think, you know, you kind of want to have it all. You want to just like add something new into your life, but really it's kind of like out with the old and with the new, you have to make space for this mm -hmm. stuff. Things need to change if you want it to be a success. And so over time, like I really made the choice to prioritize my practice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, eventually, like I didn't have to, to leave early or anything. Like I just wouldn't go. I just wouldn't go out anymore. And, mm -hmm. and people stopped expecting that from me. And, um, you know, eventually I, I stopped working, you know, in the restaurant industry and I, you know, taught yoga full time and that's what I'm doing now. But I think that's definitely one of the biggest challenges is really setting your boundaries. So for me, at that time, about saying no to like social events, things like that. But it could even just be like not watching Netflix like past a certain time. Like with your might be wanting you to stay up with them. Like who knows, you know, saying no to that, saying no to, you know, emails that you're getting, you know, from work like late at night, saying no to that, you know, no to things. Um, starting to say no to, you know, things in your life that are sort of holding you back from making space for something new and something better that's going to help you. Mm -hmm. I think that it's was, so yeah, the hardest thing. Yeah, I think it's so good that you mentioned that whole thing around boundaries. Like, I feel like this is something that's sort of like coming up for me in my life is like, yeah, creating really clear boundaries. This is something you and I have talked about too. Like you've got really good boundaries. And I think it's so interesting as you say this, it's like you've had to go through that practice of being like, no. I don't want to do this thing because it actually doesn't work for me. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, like, especially I was having a conversation today with someone about this. Well, yesterday, because today is, you know, anyway, but we were talking about this idea of like in yoga, like we think we're really nice. And this idea about being nice, you and I have talked about this, like being nice is actually, I don't want to say like weakness necessarily, but it's like actually not having clear boundaries can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like creating those boundaries and getting really clear, like, what do I want in my life? And just getting clear about that. Okay, what do I want? I want my practice. Yes. I want to feel this way. I want these things. And these are the things that are going to help to get me toward that. And these are the things that aren't. And like you said, I'm sure it can be super painful and like uncomfortable shedding that like old layer of yourself and that old person, and those old ways yeah. of being, because we naturally want to like identify with those things and those jobs and those people. So maybe like just sort of on that topic, you can maybe share a little bit about I know this isn't actually where I thought this conversation would go, but it's like kind of interesting that it has because it's so. I think it's so real. It's very true that this is like kind of what happens beyond, you know, like the habits in the evening, like what's actually beneath that is like just letting go of these old ways of being. So maybe speak to just a little bit about like what that was like for you going through like 
you know, that transition from this like old person that wasn't really your high, the highest version of yourself and into this new person, like what was that like to let go of some of those things? And then maybe any like tips for people around, you know, like a mindset that they could adopt into, you know, transitioning into this new way of being. Yeah, I think at first it's really uncomfortable because change is uncomfortable. And so not only are you resisting it, but then the people around you are also resisting your change. And that's when you'll see that you're going to have to sort of let go and the ones that are that are going to stick around because the people that will change with you will will stick around. And the ones that'll never change, you'll probably end up, you know, will fall behind, which sucks. But that's what's really hard is you'll develop a lot of resistance like instance and others around you as well. Um, sorry, Gary just walked in. I didn't oh. think he'd be here during this. So it really distracted me. <laughs> so I kind of forget the question. Um, no, I think, I think you answered it just like this idea that, yeah, like when you are going to make a big shift in your life, it's like some people are, some people want you to be, not want you to be small, but you know, they're uncomfortable with your greatness and who you could be in these positive changes that you're making. And I think we've talked about this as well. Like people get uncomfortable when you start to step into your sort of like best self and you're doing all these new things and you're doing yoga and you're, you know, wake going to bed early and you're not, you know, say drinking as often, for example, this is like a big thing for me. Like I was just like, Mm -hmm. no man, I don't want to drink on a weeknight or even have a glass of wine. Like I feel like you and I've talked about this again. Like if I have even a glass of wine in the morning, I feel, I don't feel good. It's not like a good feeling for me. And I don't want to feel that way. And people will be like, you don't want to drink. Like what's wrong with you? You know? And yeah. Like, okay, those are, those aren't my people. My people are the people who are like, yeah. hey, you don't want to have a drink. It's all good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, again, like, it's not like personal. It's not that they're bad people, but it's like, you, you know, you obviously their life. And it's like one of those relationships that if you don't, you're not all of a sudden not fitting in, then it's just mm-hmm. like, not going to work. You know, right. it's like, it's not, I don't think it's anything personal and, but you, you start to see it and mm-hmm. you know, it's cause you're changing and, and yeah. you should change and, yeah, like, um, but interesting you said about alcohol because alcohol is one of the things that I think in terms of like tips for like getting a good sleep mm-hmm. is something to stay away from mm-hmm. because it's definitely proven to, for the quality of your sleep. Some people might use it to help them go to sleep, but then right. it's, it actually like is really bad for the quality of your sleep. So especially during the week, like I drink alcohol like on the weekends and stuff, yeah. but eat glass or something, like I would probably stay away from that. Um, getting back on the topic of going to bed early, right. I would also stay away from caffeine mm-hmm. in the afternoon. I would probably stay away from caffeine and um, also like eating late. So don't eat late. Mm-hmm. You want to go to bed early, like eat probably two hours your bedtime, like at the minimum, mm-hmm. I would say, like give yourself time to digest. And um, yeah, so because you were talking about nightly rituals, as well and you asked me one of the questions was sort of like what do I do in the evenings do you want me to tell you about that yes I'd love for you to tell me about that um, <laughs> so uh my typical evening is I eat dinner early like five or six and then I just like relax like I putter um like I said my work's really physical so you know like keep it light I'll in your video you mentioned you know to stay away from technology mm-hmm. and I think that's advice for sure like to wind down um, but I like watch TV or I'm on my phone up until the point I go to bed, but I do stick to my bedtime. I don't like watch it beyond. Um, but I'll always try to wear my blue blockers, which I have here, oh, we can yeah. talk about more about that after. Um, so I'll try to wear them. So that kind of 
to mitigate a bit, but again, the mental chatter, I get that, like the busy mind, it doesn't, it's not helpful to be like watching TV or mm-hmm. um, on your phone. Um, so yeah, so I do that. And then the one sort of like ritual that I have like to wind down before mm-hmm. bed is taking a hot shower. So mm-hmm. I'm like a, I've always been a nighttime shower, which I just recently found out is like not really a thing. Most people shower uh, in the morning, but uh, I, I really love it. I find it really the warmth of like the water like helps me to relax and even just like energetically I think of it as like cleansing the day like Mm. off of me you know like I really I love that that's when when I've done my shower and I get into my like comfortable clothes and I'm like clean and then I really feel ready for bed Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. you're like a baby baby. (laughs) yeah I'm like a baby yeah like babies Sat's always um sleeps way better when we shower her before bed so She's just got a, you just got a a baby routine. There you go. And uh, I think my biggest like uh, piece of advice for going to bed early is to, and you said this in your video, is to set a bedtime and stick Mm -hmm. to it. Like set a bedtime and like actually stick to it. So what I like to say is to go to bed in the same way that you would wake up to go to work in the morning. Mm -hmm. In a sense that if you were to wake up and go to work, you would set an alarm. Like it's abrupt. You're, mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, you know, I actually don't feel awake enough to get up right now. <laughs> no, you, the alarm set goes off and you get up and, and you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like me. So my bedtime is nine o'clock. Sometimes I go to bed earlier, but that's like my firm set time. Mm-hmm. If it's like 10 to nine or like five to nine, like I'm like, okay, got to go. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if there's like 10 minutes left in a show that I'm watching or something like that, like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll leave that. Like I'll leave that for the next day. Um, and, you know, not every night you can't just fall asleep. Sure. There's going to be some nights where you're like tossing and turning mm-hmm. and you know, your, your mind's going to be really busy that like monkey mind that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to sit with that and you have to learn mm-hmm. to sit with that because you need to learn to develop tools to put yourself to bed. Right. Otherwise you're, you're never going to do that. So sometimes I'll like try to meditate or I'll like count my breaths or I'll just really try to focus on like nothingness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And eventually like I'll fall asleep, you know, sometimes it takes a while, but it, like, um, but if you just like reach over for your phone or you leave bed to like go watch TV, like it's, you're going to end up going to bed super late. And it's probably going to be four. Right. So yeah, that's the biggest advice. Just go to bed. Yeah. Just go to bed. It's sort of like uh, a yeah, practice, yeah. right? It's like, okay, you're not just going to like not practice when you don't feel like it. You just show up, you observe what happens. Some nights are going to be easier. Some will be you know, harder. And it's just like all in the context of sleep and all of it as like a practice, I feel. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you have anything else that you want to add? I do see some questions on the side, which I will ask you unless you have anything else to add. Um, if you want to, I think you know more about these than I do. Oh yeah. But let's just talk about these for a second. Okay. Oh, I wish I had mine with me. This is so nice. These are, <laughs> these are, yeah, you're good. You don't need them right now. So these are blue blocking glasses. They block weekly. Um, and I don't know when I, they, they basically trick your mind into thinking it's nighttime. You can, again, speak more to it. You, yeah. I think you know a bit more, but when I put them on, basically, I only when the sun goes down. So in the summer, I don't really wear them. Now I'll wear them like super early. Mm-hmm. I just feel like really relaxed. Nice. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like it. I'll speak really briefly to them. I do have more about the circadian rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll also link at some point. So this will be a podcast. This will also go live on, or I'll put this video in the group and then I'll link to a podcast I did with my friend, Sean Weldman, who's like a genius around all of these things. Um, but yeah, so my understanding of blue light is that, um, 
So our body, so like I said, we are trying to create rhythm in our day by creating an evening routine, a morning routine. We are rhythmic beings, right? We are in rhythm with like the, the, the day. We're in rhythm with like the year, with like the moon cycles, with the seasons. We're always creating rhythm. And so our body is very much attuned to the sun, right? We know, okay, like where I am right now, you can probably tell it's not noon. You can tell by looking at the sun around me, it's probably like the morning or maybe like the evening. So our, and again, I don't know like the full science around it. People talk about like photobiomodulation and all the little things, but um, basically our body responds to where the sun is and it can tell like what time it is basically. And the... um, the frequency that's emitted by electronically, by electronically, by electronics mimics solar noon. So if you're on your phone or your computer at 9 p.m., you're by looking at it, right? We've got these little photoreceptors in our eyes that are taking in like the light from the screen. And your body, your physical body, is taking in this information that it's noon and it's nine. <laughs> So your body's like, oh, it's noon. Well, I should be awake right now. And so it kind of messes with your rhythm. Ooh, ooh, this is calm looking at you through this. I like it. Um, so if you wear blue light blocking glasses, then you put a little protective screen between you and the, and the screen, the screen between you and the screen. And it just sort of, it mitigates the impact of that blue light. So basically there's also, I'm not going to go into the science around like blue light, red light spectrum. There's all these different spectrums. Anyways, it blocks out the bad light that you don't want. And it just makes you, and it helps to support melatonin production, which is important for going to sleep. So if you are someone who finds that at nine or 10, you hit the pillow and we've maybe all experienced this. I have this all the time and I can tell there are times when I don't wear my blue blockers and I'm on my computer and I'm on my phone and I lie down and I feel wired. Like I'm tired but I just cannot fall asleep. And I'm like, it's that phone, man. It's totally the, the light from the phone. So even getting something like this, like a pair like Elise has, these ones are like the darker ones that block all of the blue light. I've got yellow ones, which are actually really good for like during the day. Um, if you're like indoors, it sort of helps to mimic like the natural sun. And then there's computer ones, which are um, clear. So if you don't want to like, you know, have colored glasses in your office or something, you can, you can have those. It's a little bit better. Um, but I definitely notice a difference when I wear them at night and in front of the screen, like my eyes just feel so much better. And even in general, like if you are somebody who works in front of a computer all day, even just the clear ones, it definitely like reduces eye strain. There's lots of great benefits to them. So we're all about them. We're all about them. Um, so yeah, yep. we're all about it. And okay. they're helpful. <laughs> um, so Laura is asking, what do you do? And this is something I will also say about Elise. Elise is very good at sticking to the routines always. And actually, I'll I'll let you speak to this, but she's asking, what do you do when you travel? Would you stick to the routine? Ooh, well, that's a good question. Uh, Actually, probably not. Because this is like, um, it's kind of like even on the weekends, I don't really stick to the routine, to be honest. Um, This is um, to promote my practice, like my daily, like I said, I kind of base my life around my practice. Right. Mm-hmm. So first of all, <laughs> the only time I've really traveled for a while recently has been to Mysore where I'm practicing every day. Right. Um, but you know, I did go on a vacation maybe a couple years ago, um, to the Dominican and then I can practice, like there's no urgency for my practice. I have nothing stopping me to do my practice. I did practice while I was there, but I didn't go to bed early to get that done. Um, so I, I kind of let it go when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else I, I Oh, uh, something else that we've talked about in the past is like this idea of the rule and the exception. And this is something you're really like well-versed in, which is like, okay, like the rule for the most part is like, I'm going to go to bed at this time, wake up at this time. And yeah, if you're on vacation, Mm -hmm. it's like, 
you can still stick to yeah. like a level of routine, but it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be as like, you know, we got to hold like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, why am I waking up early? Well, I'm waking up this early. Like you're not gonna wake up at 4am on a vacation. <laughs> right. But it's yeah, like, so it, it's like I, I think what you're saying is, is spot on, like the only exception. Um, and the fact that I'm so in my life afford to not be disciplined for like a week or like a weekend. Um, because I'll go right back to it. Mm-hmm. I think for in time, um, you're developing a habit is when you need a strict with your, because you're there, you don't have like the leeway. If you give yourself a little bit of a break, then you're just going to fall off the wagon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, if it's been years, like, you know, you know, you got this down, you know, that this is, I, I do it cause I love it. You know, it's longer, like a big effort for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that sort of translates into everything, right? Not just our routines, but our food. It's like I always say the, the 80, 20 or 90, 10 rule. If you're doing something, if you're doing a habit, if you're eating clean, if you're doing yoga, 80 to 90% of the time, you can afford for 10% of the time to go eat some delicious, you know, cupcakes or to, you know, take a break from your practice. If your body's, you know, not working or if you're going on vacation or whatever, you can afford that because you've got that habit solidified. But in the beginning, for sure, we've talked about this you need discipline and you need to like push through the discomfort of being like, I don't want to do this thing. Like, no, you're not going to want to do it in the beginning because if it was easy, you'd just be doing it. Like it wouldn't be a challenge. So in the beginning, hundred percent, you need discipline and for sure, like a level of discipline as you keep going. Like, again, I'm sure it's not like easy for you every day to wake up before I am, but you're like, that's your, that's part of your practice. You know, you're just, Mm -hmm. that's part of your routine. All right. Let me see. It is like, I mean, it's easier for me in the sense that, um, that I have to wake up to go to work right now. Like, you know, when I first started practicing waking up at 4am, I was going, waking up to go to practice. And so that was more difficult, but now I'm waking up to go to work because I work first and then I practice after. And so that makes it like a little bit more easy for me. Um, but again, like, I don't think everyone like wake up at 4am just so many your video. I think everyone, most people, not everyone, but can definitely afford to get more sleep. I don't think people get enough sleep period. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely, you know, develop even when I'm away, if I'm traveling or something, I'm getting my sleep. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura or Monica, do you guys have any mm-hmm. other questions? And then if not, we can just like wrap it up and let Elise go to bed. I don't even know what time it is there. It's much past Elise's bedtime. This is the exception. my bedtime. This is the exception to the rule. <laughs> Goes to the same time. the exception. <laughs> Anyone else? You guys can like yeah. un- unmute yourself if you want and like ask an actual question if you want. But if not, you can just write in the little thingy. And then, okay. No, everything okay. Laura, you asked a question, but you can ask another question. There's no like limit, you know? But if not, we can totally just wrap it up. No questions. No questions. No questions. Okay, Jeej, first of all, thank you so much for coming. Um, oh, you follow her on Instagram. Excellent. Excellent. She's got all the tips. Laura just said, thanks. I'm good. I follow her on Instagram. That's two thumbs up. Um, first of all, A, thank you, for, thank you for coming in general. But then also thank you for bearing with me during the like 27 minutes of us figuring this out. But I think it was such a good conversation and it was really, I think it's really great for people to hear, you know, like where you were. It's like, you weren't always this like angel of like routine and discipline. Like you had to, you had to make things shift to come here. And I think your tips are very, very, very very helpful. So thanks.
Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. I hope we do it again. This is my first live thing ever. Yeah, you're, you're so good. You're natural. You're natural. Me and Elise have also joked slash like not that jokingly talked about that we should every month have... Me and Elise have... Okay, me and Elise's life is basically a podcast, okay? <laughs> we have these like deep conversations via voice notes and we're like, man, you gotta record these. Like these are like... People need to hear this stuff. So I think we're actually going to do it. I think we've got like a good, we got a good thing going here. We, I think we talked really well. So we're going to, you'll be hearing more. All right. So Zoom cut us off a little bit there, which is totally fine. You didn't miss anything. Um, it was really us just saying goodbye to one another on the call. But I think that based on this episode, you should have gotten some really awesome nuggets of wisdom as to how to design your life and reverse engineer your morning through helpful evening routines in order to make sure that you're able to sort of stick with that 5am club and actually wake up consistently over time at 5am. If that is one of your goals, maybe your goal is to wake up at 6am or 7am or whatever it is that your goal is. But I hope that you found this episode helpful and supportive for you. And if you did, I would be very grateful if you would head on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, leave a little review, leave a little rating. This helps for more people to find the podcast and get that wisdom and information that you get from listening to it. And it also helps if you share the podcast over on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to see you guys listening. I'd love to hear what you guys think. I love just getting your feedback and knowing that the content that I'm putting out there is actually helpful for you guys. So that would be really awesome. And as always, if you have any questions, please just, you know, feel free to send me an email. I have a new email, by the way, it's melissa at yogifuel.com. So if you have any questions, if you want to, you know, get more information about how you can work with myself or Elise, then you can shoot me an email over there at melissa at yogifuel. And oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot to even mention this. If you want to know more about Elise, AKA my Jeej, my dear friend, um, you can follow her over on Instagram at Elise Yoga. She's also on the Facebook at Elise Yoga. And of course, you can find me over on Instagram at Yogi Fuel. All right, that is actually all I have to say. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I hope that you are enjoying the official relaunch of season two of the Yogi Fuel podcast, and I will see you next week. <laughs>